Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. On today's episode, we talk about saddle hunting with Anthony Heller of Deer Vein. Howdy and welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. I always try to change that up, keep it interesting. Uh, Today is October 16th, 2019. I am your host, Eric Clark. What up, what up? Thanks for coming back. If you're a first time listener, welcome to the show. I guess I don't really say that too often. I don't really address the first time listeners. I just assume I get the same two people listening. (laughs) So if you're new to this show, uh, I will say that this particular show is a live broadcast show that takes calls from listeners live every single Tuesday. And there's two segments we're running right now. So our segment, Rut Club Radio, airs at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time and runs till 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. That is for callers to call in and, and report on any sort of rut activity and or behavior that they're seeing, share some stories, things like that um, around the country, state, etc. And then we switch gears and at 7 p.m. Central to 8 p.m. Central Standard, we go live with our, our podcast that you're listening to right now. Um, we go live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and we take calls from listeners as we discuss whatever the topic is going to be for the week. Um, this particular week, my co-host Greg Tubbs fell sick. He probably caught it for me because I was sick. If you ever heard the 100th, 100th episode, it was a shit show. I lost my voice. I had technology hellfires breaking loose. It was a lot of drama. Um, but unfortunately, Greg is sick this week. So we brought in guest Anthony Heller of Deervein. I had done a hunt with him last weekend on Saturday when the cold front came through, but it was super windy, and I did my first ever saddle hunt. So our topic of discussion today is saddle hunting with Anthony Heller of Deervane. But before I get into that, you know what we got to do here? We got to call out my sponsors, uh, my title sponsor being Backwoods Grind. That's backwoodsgrind.com. Backwoods Grind is a coffee company based out of Mississippi, and they make extraordinary coffee. Um, the kind of coffee that the smell will wake you up, like kind of like the Folgers commercial, just way fucking less cheesy. And um, you know what I what I like? I like a lot about them, but what I'll call out today is that when you go to buy one of their blends, there's this option on their website that says grind. And so you get to choose your grind, and, and, and they literally will grind it up when the order comes in. So you're getting your coffee super fresh. And the options are whole bean, fine for espresso, medium for a drip, and coarse for a French press. And so I, I really do like my coffee out of a French press on the weekends, but I like it in a drip on the weekdays so I can set my little coffee pot timer to get up when I get up. So, you know, if you haven't heard of them, 
definitely check them out backwoodsgrind.com and uh, it's really interesting when you get to their website you know if you're whether you're on your your phone or your computer their website smells like coffee and so they're the only coffee company that i know of where their website smells like coffee so make sure you take a good whiff and uh and and take it all in if you want to save some money in their coffee and give it a shot they do have sampler packs you can try the different blends uh you can enter in code w2h podcast and you'll save 10 percent and then switching gears switching shoes switching boots i recommend you switch boots and you try out gumleaf boots it's gumleaf usa gumleafusa.com these are real rubbermaid boots they're hand crafted individually every single pair uh, boot by boot, they're made from folks over um, in in Europe, and then they're trans uh, transported. <laughs> That's probably not the right word, but they're shipped into the U.S. to Gumleaf USA, or distributed. I think is the word I was looking for. Uh, but these boots have the comfort of a Croc um, or Crocs, and they're taller than most other boots you're going to find at the big box stores. So you can go into a little bit deeper water, but they're 80% rubber, and so they don't break down as quick as the synthetic brands, um, they're going to last you a lot longer. So they're a touch more expensive, but they're going to get you through a few more seasons more comfortably, get you into deeper water. Um, they're very flexible. And as Anthony pointed out on today's episode, they're not neoprene. So all of the burrs and things like that aren't going to stick to them. And the, there's no fabric on the top. They're just rubber through and through. And if you have big calves and you get your boots stuck on your feet like some folks that I know, <coughs> dad, um, they have a pair that is called the Royal Zip and they actually zip down. So, you know, if nothing else, it'd mean a whole bunch to me and them if you just check out their website and watch their video of the of the boots getting made. It's really kind of one of those really entertaining videos to just watch. It's kind of, um, and you just kind of get sucked in. So gumleafusa.com, if you want to save money on shipping because it's a bigger ticket item, you can enter in code W2H2019 and then and uh, you don't got to pay for the shipping. So those are my plugs. Let's get into our W2H Rut Club Radio. This segment is brought to you by Heated Hunts. Heatedhunts.com. Uh, it's really cool, actually. So it's a product that heats up you know, whatever scent you have, whether it's dough piss or some sort of uh, other dough in a stress kind of scent, you can dip it or spray these scent wicks and then it takes uh, four AA batteries. You push a button, dangle it from a branch and it heats it up. And I remember my dad was sharing with me how people used to try to heat up dough piss in the past and they would put like deer pee in a kettle, dig a hole, put some hot coals under it. And that would be one way to try to do it and or use hand warmers and things like that. So the technology is quite come quite a long way and um you know this segment of the of the show for every single caller that calls in everyone gets entered into a drawing to win some of the heated hunt products now they have their own synthetic scent line they have the heated hunt scent dispensers they also have some apparel as well and so every single episode uh from 6 to 6 30 p.m if you call into the show to report on rut activity we're going to enter you into a drawing to win one of their products and this week we took one caller so um you know, there's a 100% chance that they, they won. And that's uh, pretty straightforward. So we don't, we don't mess around. We give them away the day after the podcast. So tomorrow we'll announce our winner, although uh, it's, it's Tyler. And Tyler, congratulations. You've won a Heater Hunt product. Uh, oddly enough, I think you've already used their stuff and told me about them. And uh, so maybe we can just add some more sense to your arsenal for the season. 
But if you want to save some money on, on their products, you know, be sure to enter in W2H podcast and you're going to get 15% off. So what a great company. Not only are they going to give you a discount on their products by entering in the code W2H podcast, if you call into the show, you get a chance to win some stuff for free every single week. And this runs through December. So be sure to tune in uh, next Tuesday for Rut Club Radio and get a get a flavor for what's going on in, in the deer wood. You're live on the Where to Hunt Rut Club Radio. What's up? Going on, Eric. I thought that was you, Tyler. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. I'm just throwing a pizza in the in the oven because that's what's for dinner tonight. That's probably what I'm gonna do too, actually. Uh, <laughs> dude, thanks for uh, not letting me suffer. You're gonna win a heated hunt, heated hunt sent suspenser. Assuming no one else calls in the next ten minutes. Uh, but are you seeing activity? I know you've been out a little bit. I have not been out recently. Um, I can't. I can't share that. I've been um, hearing from some folks. Obviously, that's second information that they've been seeing. Um, some sparring going on. Um, and we're getting some um, action with some grunt calls and some rattling. But I have not witnessed it myself. I did. I did call in though to tell a story from last year. So okay, you know. I like stories. Yeah. So um, I know. I I hope someone else calls in and, and can win the heated hunt sun suspenser since. I actually already used the product, um, mm-hmm. and my story is about that product from last year. So, oh, yeah. all right, good um, to go. Yeah, yeah. So last year, I picked up this product, um, not really knowing a whole lot about it. I put it out in the woods, and 15 minutes later, I had a, I had a uh, fork horn walk right into it, put his nose right on the dispenser. And I was like, okay, I think we got something here. And... Um, Later that later that night, I had um, I had a really nice eight pointer um, show up. Um, he picked me out of the stand, and of course, I, I never got my bow drawn back. But he picked me out of the stand about twenty five yards, and he as he watched me, he walked with his eyes on me and walked toward that dispenser until he got to about ten yards. Um, Holy shit! Yeah, it was um, it was awesome. Uh, it was one of those one of those uh, moments where your heart is racing for. I don't know, it seemed like 20 minutes is probably like two. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I never, yeah. unfortunately, I never got a shot off at him. Though. So, so um, and that was a that, spike buck you said? That, no, that was a nice, that was an eight pointer. That was a really was nice pointer. What scent were you using when that happened? What did he come into? Was it the, was it one of their synthetic scents or was it something else that he had? It was their natural dose scent. I don't right. know. And you said it came in like 15 minutes. How long, in your experience, do you think it takes for that product to actually heat up, um, to actually do its job? I mean, obviously, that didn't take long for that one at all. Uh, yeah, I would say uh, pretty quickly. I, I mean, five minutes is my guess. I mean, if, if that first buck was coming in, um, you know, 15 minutes later, uh, yeah, it had to be quick. That's for sure. I mean, there's, sure. there's like four batteries that go into the product, so... That uh, should be enough power to get up and there get some sense. Four double A's gets it going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good to so, hear, man. I mean, the product that I'm excited about, you know, um, one that I'm happy to give away. So uh, Tyler said he's already using the product. So for everybody else watching and listening and viewing for the moment, if you call into the show, you're going to get entered to win uh, one of their heated hunt scent dispensers, which is great. But all you really need to do is simply tell us what kind of activity you're seeing as far as the rut is concerned, maybe where you're seeing it if you feel like you want to. Um, you know, so that, that's it. 
what else you got? Anything else? Are you going to go hunting this weekend before Monday? Um, yeah, I am hoping to get out um, sometime. I was hoping to go tomorrow, but work is getting in the way of that. Maybe in the <laughs> afternoon tomorrow. Um, Classic day job. Otherwise, yeah, I know, right? If we didn't have to work, we could hunt all the time. <laughs> uh, otherwise, yeah, maybe this weekend, and then I could call in next week and tell you what I saw. I saw yeah, that'd be great. We'll be... We'll be back to our normal schedule next week on Tuesday night. Uh, anniversary has been celebrated, although my wife's birthday is on Monday, so that still gets me covered. I'm okay. That's true. That's true. Although I may or may not be available on Tuesday. That's okay. Let us know, man. I mean, if you, if you are great, if you're not, that's okay, too. Uh, we can always take comments and stuff, too. But I appreciate you calling, and we'll let some other folks have some time here. We got... Uh, five-ish more minutes. Uh, I might go a little over to take a couple calls, but not much. I got to uh, switch gears to the next segment of the show at seven o'clock. So appreciate you not letting me suffer here forever. Yeah, no problem. All right, bud. Have a good night. Yeah. You too, Eric. Bye. Bye. All right. So let's get into our topic of the week, saddle hunting. This is a great episode. A ton of great questions asked from folks on Instagram and then uh, folks on Facebook when we were going live. A couple good calls as well. Uh, I think we beat this topic to death in a good way. If there's any stones that we didn't turn over, go ahead and reach out. We'd love to answer any other questions. So it was an exciting topic. It's a fun new thing. So appreciate everybody tuning into this one. This week we're talking about saddle hunting. It seems to be a pretty popular topic. Um, sorry, I get some comments coming through. I wasn't sure how I felt about it. and And when you said that it's like, if you can hear this. Uh, no, okay. Cool. Um, you said, yeah, I'll bring my saddle instead of the tree stand. I was like, okay, well, this is kind of exciting because now I can actually try it out. <laughs> so you're going to yeah. want those in if the caller comes through, but, oh, okay. um, sure. you know, you don't need them at the moment per se. Okay. That's but in any event, like it was, I was really happy that you had a couple of these. So you had two different brands, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I got the Arrow Hunter and the Tethered. And so, which one did you get first? The Tethered. Okay. So that was very, that's the one that I very got good marketing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they have good marketing, and then Arrow Hunter is the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are like kind the... of the two main brand. There's a, one other line out there right now that I'm seeing a lot of, and that's Trophy Line. Okay. They were in it years and years ago, but then they fell off, and now with the resurgence of saddle hunting, they're starting to come back more and more. It seems like that's the case, or that at least that's what I've heard from other people who use saddles. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, I have the the tethered mantis, which is what they came out with. I think like two years ago, I bought it last year, and then this year I'm running the Arrow Hunter uh, Kestrel Flex, which is like their nicest, highest end model one. And then yeah, and then that trophy lines ones out there. And then there's a bunch of other like kind of homemade ones that you can do and stuff like that. There's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of there. like Lyman. It's like it's like what Lyman used, right? It's or what tree, Lyman, and so tree, Lyman and Arborist. Arborist, I'm yeah. assuming tree cutters. Yeah, that's who. So Arrow Hunter is actually an Arborist company. And then they so, just brand that out to the hunters. Yeah, they, I forget the actual name of the company. I forget what it is, but yeah, their their hunting brand is Arrow Hunter. Okay. So they put some camo on it, kind of doctored it up a little bit to fit hunters specifically, and then, you know, but they were already making them for whatever 30, 40 years before that. Sure for arborists and they still do like that's still their main line of work yeah, that's arborists. a bigger industry right it's a much larger industry yeah. i mean yeah they're like from what i understand they're top end in that area and they're out in um oregon so don't let them say don't let me hear you say oregon 
Oregon. Oregon. There you go, Oregon. <laughs> Oregon. I only know that because I've been to Oregon and uh, I said Oregon. And they're like, yeah. it's not Oregon. Oh, man. Yeah, it's kind of like Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're out there and that's where like the huge timber industries are and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, that makes sense. So you yep. have leaves. And so it's interesting. So we had, you know, maybe with this is a good time, we can um, dive into. You know, I put something out on Instagram uh, poll or whatever it's called or ask me a question. And so we did get a number of questions about some of these things. We can just go through these one by one for a little bit yeah. until we get some callers and then we'll interact that way. But um, one of the first questions was, isn't it just a fad? Is it hard to imagine? It's hard to imagine a comfortable sit all day in one of these things. Yeah. And so there's ways that you can make it more comfortable, right? Yeah, for sure. So just a, a quick note. I want to throw two things, three things in really fast. One um, I started saddle hunting last, I got mine last October. Okay. So in that tethered, I had about 30 to 40 sits in there. Mm-hmm. I hunted pretty much really hard through October and November last year and December and January and didn't, I didn't get a deer. I didn't get a buck. I was okay. chasing a couple of specific deer. Didn't get one. So I had a lot of time in that tethered. And then this year I've been running that arrow hunter. I got that in mid June-ish. Um, and so what made you want to so, try a different one? So actually I was talking with arrow hunter at a show and, uh, they, we were just got talking about different hunts and stuff like that. And it turns out that the guy lives pretty close to me. So we went on a couple of hunts and then he ended up just saying, Hey, you want, do you want one? Really? So, so you're like, it. okay. We'll yeah. Lock so yeah. Full disclosure. They just gave me the saddle. <laughs> so, but it was, uh, I tried it on first and there's some differences in them and we'll get into them. Like they're, they're subtle, but they can have a pretty big impact. So uh, there's that. So I wanted to say that's how long I've been saddle hunting. Okay. Uh, and that's kind of how many sits. I wanted to say that I am like kind of partnered up with Arrow Hunter, but I am going to also keep this as like honest and true as I can. I you don't have to. believe in, yep. yeah, I don't believe in sugarcoating anything because there are some problems with the Arrow Hunter saddle, but there are also some problems with the tethered saddle. They all have their pros and cons, just like anything. Yeah. And then. So. I don't know. There's, oh, I did want to say, do do we want to kind of cover what saddle hunting is? Yeah, that's Some probably people a, don't even know. Okay, that's probably a good place to start. Okay, so. I have a tendency I, of getting it, way ahead. <laughs> no, that's it, fine. It, maybe it's assumed, but for those that don't, let's take a quick pit stop. You're right. Sure. Okay, so generally what a saddle is, if you don't know and you're li- just listening to this, it is a kind of, it's the sa- it's the bottom half of your safety, tree stand safety harness. That's okay. literally yep. pretty much what it is. Yep. So take off the shoulder straps and just those three straps, the one that goes around your waist and then the two that go around your legs, put kind of webbing or like fabric from the outside of your hips around your butt. And that's what a saddle is. And then how you get in a tree is you attach a rope to a tree that a rope um, kind of adjusts in length and then attaches to what's called a bridge, mm-hmm. which is another rope that's on your saddle. Um, but it's kind of like, it, for lack of better yeah. terms here, it's soldered in on both sides, right? Yeah. Like it is not going anywhere. No. I think they probably use some sort of like plastic shrink yeah, material yeah. that's heat treated and, and binds the, the line together, the rope together. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And so the rope that's attached to a tree then attaches to your bridge, and that's what holds you in place. And then you stand on a platform or when we hunted, we just sit on the top steps of our climbing sticks and the tension from you leaning back keeps you hooked onto the tree. Sure. So it takes that second when I was doing it, you're like, okay, you can lean back now. Yeah, I, know, I saw you. You're like, all right, I trust <laughs> it because I've done some things before, terrified. but got it. 
Yeah, being terrified. <laughs> so that's essentially what saddle hunting is, and that's like a general overview. And if you want to dive into that more, then just go on YouTube and there's plenty yeah. of videos. Well, that's good to know. Um, I'm glad we took a second to yeah. kind of clarify what that actually is. So it's just when I tell people I saddle hunt, they're like, "What's that?" It's a weird concept <laughs> to get. So like, it is a weird concept, and and the biggest concern, and so one of the other questions that we'll get to here, and so no, I don't, I don't know that it's a fad. I think it's going to be a preference thing. I sure. think. It's going to be situational. There are certain situations where you can use this to get into various spots that maybe you couldn't with the climber or a, you know, hang on. And maybe, I don't know when, which came first here. I think the, the hanger came up first and then the climber. If we yeah, think back to tree stands. And at I some point someone may have asked, well, is this, is this climber a fad or is this, it, it's just another thing to add to your arsenal of tools and how you approach your hunt, I think. So I don't know that it's, Maybe it's fad like because it's kind of just coming into the market and emerging and, and people are trying it out. So there's a lot of chatter. I think, yeah, I would agree with that. And I, you know, you don't know what the the big boys in the hunting world, the tree stand makers, what they're going to do about it. I mean, Lone Wolf just came out with a saddle platform. Mm -hmm. They're not even fighting it. They're like, well, let's just adopt let's it. Let's just parry with you it. You know, yeah. whereas, I mean, you might want to look at other tree stands, but... I think there's a lot of people who've just grown up hunting tree stands and they're just going to stick with hunting tree stands and they don't see the comfort and saddles are expensive to get into. It's not a $50 buy sure. and you're set yeah. like you can go to fleet farm or whatever. Well, the safety component but, I thought was fascinating. You described it as it's a, it's a safety harness without the upper half. Yeah. And so when you're in this thing, you're, you're in, like you're stuck, you're, yeah. you're good. Um, I mean, sure. There's probably ways you could F it up and fall out of a tree if you were like, if you really your really, carabiner or yeah, I don't know. You didn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you unhook. <laughs> For sure. You know, but the stool I'm sitting on isn't very effing comfortable. You know, <laughs> after sitting here all night, I'm like, get me out of this yeah. damn thing. Uh, I will say that the saddle was more comfortable than what I'm sitting on actively right at this moment. Yeah, um, it's pretty interesting how comfortable it's. You have to like, you have to try it. So, I mean, if you're really wondering this and you don't want to spend, I think that I mean they run like $200 and you don't want to spend that. Mm -hmm. Go to a trade show. Yeah. Go to go to a hunting show if you can, and they're somebody's probably going to be there with one. Yeah, that's a good try point. It on. And they have the nice setups there where you can actually use the product. That's what I did. Yeah. So actually, I tried an Arrow one okay. at Deer Fest last summer. And there's a photo on my Instagram page of doing that. Um, the, the, let me just take one more stab at the comfortability piece of it. Because when I was sitting there with you, um, you know, it would have felt great if I could put my knees on the tree because that would have created yeah. that, like that, you know, juxtapose of sitting, right? The trying to show people here what I'm, Sure. <laughs> like an L, like an L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, um, you had said maybe knee pads, and maybe there's some certain ones that are better to use than others. But you just yeah. took your hand warmer and strapped that around the tree to give yeah. some comfort. So I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to be. I always kind of like my hunting style is always start with the closest place first, and then build your way in. Mm -hmm. And my saddle hunting style is the same way. I start with the cheapest way I can and build my way into what <laughs> yeah. I want. So, yeah, I mean, there was one day I was just sitting out there like, man, I really want to just like kind of sit. And if you think about, you ever think about like if somebody's trying to imagine this and they're listening to it, it's like a one man hammock that's hanging down from a tree. Okay. It's kind of like, yep. and you're like strapped in. So, and then your knees want to go, like they want to be driven, just momentum mm -hmm. kind of physics want you to go towards the tree. Which stabilizes so, you too. Yeah. 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 So then I wanted, like, I was like, oh, I want knee pads or something. I couldn't figure it out. And then I was like, oh, I have my hand warmer muff and I can just strap that around the tree and then just use that. So that kind of became my go-to. 
until it gets like real cold winter. and you want it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you guess you could yeah. have your hands in it, but then you're like, yeah. yeah. And then I got an old crappy muff that's full of burrs that I just <laughs> you just bring that along. <laughs> yeah, I just that's bring smart. that along. And that was I thought that was a pretty uh, in like industrious way to do it. Um, Jared Norwood, who I was talking on my way home, just commented, he's had uh, full four day sits, four full day sits in a saddle, and he loves it. He calls it uh, tree cowboy. Not a boy, Jerry. That's a good one. <laughs> Tree cowboy. Yeah, I mean, you can. Do we want to keep going on comfort? Because there's a couple of things. Yeah, I would like to actually. Because the one okay. I had, I, I kept wanting to like pull it down to get it to cover my sure. ass cheeks more. And it didn't go as far <laughs> as I think it could have, or, or maybe yeah. that I wanted it to. And the one you had, I think, was a little bit more the Cadillac that had yeah. some more flexibility that way. Yeah, kind of. So, like. First of all, there's three things that are going to de- determine your comfort, and that's going to be what's called your tether and your bridge and your saddle, your actual okay. saddle itself. So the tether, which is, is the rope that actually attaches to the tree, so the length of that. I know you and I, were when we were in the tree, we were kind of playing with that. Yep. And I personally like it This in the, the length of your tether and the length of your bridge mm-hmm. are preferences. Okay. So everybody's different in that category. Yep. It's whatever, it's wherever the comfort kind of was. And so when yeah. I got up there, I was pretty tight at first. Like I was real close. Yeah. And then after a little bit of time, I, I, I kind of loosened up the slack a little bit and I was like, yeah. okay, you know, exactly. this is good. So, so yeah. So the length of the tether will, will help you there. Then the bridge, which is that, again, that rope that comes across from your hip to your other hip, uh, the length of that will matter as well in terms of like hip pinch. So I don't know if you experienced that at all with the uh, with the tether saddle. This is one of the reasons a lot why I like the Arrow Hunter more. The tether has a fixed, uh, and it's hard to talk about this because tethered the brand is the same as a tether. It's the same type of nomenclature. Yeah. yeah. So that's where they got their name. But te- the tethered saddle itself uh, actually has a fixed bridge length. You can't adjust it. Okay. So if you're experiencing hip pinch, there's like really no way to fix it besides kind of looping that bridge up whereas the arrow hunter saddle actually has that. an adjustable bridge so you can make it longer or shorter and that will because yeah just the way that that you sit that those it wants to ropes, squeeze your hips together because yeah, it's pulling from the tree right like so it's got this triangle and it's coming around so you can find a way to to loosen it up so mine didn't yeah. have that i was okay yeah, i didn't experience that too much that um, is a person-to-person thing sure. so I've talked to a lot of people who don't experience that at all. Yeah. And I personally... And if you do, did, it's got to be probably miserable. Yeah. I experienced it like roughly three to four hours into a sit. And it'd be kind of miserable for oh, gosh. maybe yeah. like, you know, 30 minutes until you figure it out. And I actually started like shoving like extra gloves and stuff. To in take between. the displacement off a little bit or to yeah, displace the just pressure? Yeah, spread that, that out a little bit and, and remove that pressure. That makes sense. So... Yeah, that will matter. And then also what you mentioned, kind of like that saddle riding up, mm-hmm. it's almost giving you like a little bit of wedgie. Yeah. And I don't know, like that might be just people who have bigger asses than others. <laughs> I don't think I have a big. I, I don't think I have a big gunk gunk. You know, I, I see, and I do. I just <laughs> I've always had a bigger ass. So like that that the tethered saddle has like a fixed length, which is how long like it is, and it's not all that long. Whereas the Arrow Hunter saddle, it has a longer length, so okay. you can actually cup your butt a little bit more with the saddle itself, yep. which will give you makes more it feel like you're sitting in like a chair more than kind of hanging out of it a little right. bit. Like it's trying, yeah. to, mine felt like it was trying to eject me a little bit. 
Right. So yeah. I wanted to pull to that down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that wedgie, like, and I'm, I'm, that's one of the big reasons why I switched is because every like 30 to 45 minutes, I would be uh, like pulling on that saddle to try to pull it down. Yep. yep. Like just this is I what I was doing. Probably yeah, like, you like want to pull it down yeah. and then it rides up after 30 minutes or so. And then you pull it down again. Whereas the arrow hunter saddle is just, it's just longer. So it fits you. You got more of that net. Yeah. Down there. You got more down there. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so we'll answer. So one of the questions that came through just in the comments here, um, Richard James asked, how do you get the rope attached to the tree? And he said, I mean, like, how do you get the rope to move along with you? And maybe this is where the bridge comes into play. I think he's maybe a little bit of both. Maybe because so, we had that. I had that. Once that bridge is in yeah. there, you can pivot and move. So, um, unless yeah. you're talking about like physically moving around the tree, that could be different. But real quick yeah. before we get into it. My big concern when I wasn't wanting to try this, it seemed like a lot of, you know, dicking around with rope. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> it does. man, I don't know. That's a lot for me to mess up. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of all pre, pre-baked for you, right? Like it's all, yeah, that's there's a couple components kit. and there's a kit and, and it makes it really, it's actually much easier than a tree stand. Uh, you don't yeah. have to lug that up there with you. You don't have to get some other thing on the tree to put the stand on it. Like it was, once you're in, you're in. No yeah. it. Like, um, yeah, no ratchet straps, no messing around yeah, with like ratchet metal. strap lengths and no clanking. Um, yeah, and you're putting one strap on the tree. So literally what it is is it's a rope that's generally like, I don't know, I think the one that I have is like six feet long. And there's a loop on one end. And then there's a carabiner that has a knot on it, and it's called a pressic knot, okay. which when there's no pressure on that knot, it'll slide up and down that rope. Although we had, you had made note that like maybe sometimes it can get hard to oh, yeah. move yeah. it. Yeah, because when you after yeah, I'll touch on that. So when so that pressic knot will slide up and down the rope and then you got a carabine on it. So literally what you do is just like you're at, you have the tree in front of you and you wrap that rope around the tree and you feed that carabine or pressic knot through the loop on the other end. Yep. So you feed it through and then once it's through, uh, then it's literally just kind of hanging on the tree. And without pressure, that rope will just slide down the tree. Sure. But once you hook it's into like it and lean, yeah, and lean back, mm-hmm. that pressure it's literally constant. just keeps it on the tree. Mm-hmm. So that's what holds you in is literally tension. Yep. So uh, so long as you weigh something, <laughs> if you weigh 50 pounds <laughs> or 300 pounds, that rope's going to stay there. Sure. As long as you weigh something. So then... And then what, what you mentioned was that, that knot, so you feed that carabiner back and the knot back through the loop on the end, and you're going to have, like, excess rope. Like, you had, like, yes. three or four feet of excess yep. rope just hanging down. That's right. I remember in, that now. And we had yeah, to, like, and I that looped in. it in for yeah. it. Yeah, because it was just dangling. Yeah, that's an OCD thing of mine. <laughs> I'm glad you did it, man. It's got to be nice. I'm like, I'm out here um, learning right now. <laughs> so once you hook in and that pressure happens and that pressic knot really tightens down on the rope, mm-hmm. then... Uh, then it's really hard to move. So yeah. if it's if it's really tight and you actually want to make it tighter, like that can be a pain. It can be a big pain in the butt because there's you gotta something like, else you could do for that, right? There's a mechanical. You can buy a mechanical. They call it a mechanical pressic. Okay. But it's also mechanical, so it can fail and it can break or cold weather could really do something with it. Sure. So I just rather than go that route and it's extra money. I'm not always trying to do things as cheap as I can, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I'd rather not use one of those, but a bunch of people do. 
Um, a bunch of people like them. Okay. It's just up to the user. It makes sense. I mean, how you're describing it. Were there any, any other points there? It was how do you move around the tree? Yeah. Uh, so literally when you, so once you hook into your, your tether and you get that set up and you're, you have pressure in there, when you, you can, so one of the reasons people always want to know that is because you can, they always say you can shoot 360 degrees because you sure. can, you're almost in like a pendulum at that point. You're attached to the tree at a point, and yep. as you swing around, the rope always wants to bring you back to right below that yes. uh, that singular point. So when you swing around, that rope will stay there, and you'll just move. You'll just move around. It'll just get tighter and tighter on you. You'll be more tensioned, and it'll want to lift you up towards that knot. Okay, that makes sense. But in reality, I mean, as far as I've hunted. You don't, I mean, you could shoot 300, you, you did it. You could have shot 360 degrees around that tree with only moving like half a foot to a foot off. Yeah. So real quick on that point, um, it was almost like you had to, to lean, like you kind of like, I'm, for those of you listening to the podcast, when this is in (laughs) podcast land, it's going to be really hard to know what the heck I'm saying here, but I'm almost taking my left elbow and I'm taking my back and I'm kind of like, I don't know pivoting my shoulders and my hips and so you're you're like leaning from the waist while taking your shoulders and following that that line a little bit that's going through and when you do that your bridge is sliding through the carabiner and you're you're getting this extra motion and so when you wanted to turn you had to think about how you could slide that rope through the carabiner and then you could get that extra motion out of it and it would lean in your favor where now you're totally opened up to the the shooting draw that you have yeah um and that was really comfortable and that was where I think some of the, sure. the main power came from because in a stand, you get to pivot from your seat, from yeah. just your hips. You don't get this full range of motion. So I'm trying to talk to the mic here because I know I'm talking away, but you, you get this full range of motion where in a tree stand, you, you don't get. And, and maybe you, you can stand in a tree stand, so there's that. Then you got to, you know, turn, you know, but like you're, yeah, you're always scoot your, your feet or whatever. But um, <laughs> yeah. No, I know exactly what you're trying to say, and I'm trying to figure out. It's tricky to talk about. And uh, for those of you listening in. sitting in a tree stand, you can only move above your waist. Like, you want to keep your feet planted, because if if you're sitting in a tree stand and you're facing forward, and if you were to turn all the way to left with your feet, your feet would be hanging off the edge of the tree stand because it's not that wide. Yeah. Whereas with a saddle, you can literally rotate your whole body and just leave your toes connected to your platform. Mm -hmm. And then your shooting form is a little bit better because you're going to be rotating your whole body versus just... And you can see around the tree. In a stand, your back is up against it. Yeah. And it feels pretty sketchy. Depending on how big your platform is, you're limited a little bit, right? And so I hunch, when I do a tree stand, I have a really small tree stand because it's really lightweight and I don't like dicking around with a big Cadillac tree stand. Um, And I also don't have enough money to to buy the lone wolf that weighs nothing. (laughs) But, yeah. And, And so with the... The saddle, you can you can peek around the tree and get your shot off. Um, yeah. And so you're not so limited by, you know, when you get to a tree and you have your tree stand, you got to get up to that thing, look up it, determine which direction it's facing so you're not like hunched over with a tree or a knot in your back. You got to really pay attention to, okay, if I'm drawn back, which direction, direction am I going to face? I've done that before where I've got to a tree, forgot yeah. to do that, got the damn stand in the tree, and now I wasn't shooting the right direction. Right. You know, as a right, you know, hold my you ball in my left hand. You want to shoot to your left. Like, so you always want to set yep. it to your left. And so with the saddle, that was less of a concern. Yeah. And I was trying to think about it when we were setting up, oh, and we man. had to put a little bit of thought into it, but not nearly as much. I kind of – I was planning that out in my own head. Sure. And that's the only reason we had two bows with us. I had the camera. I was just trying to film uh, Eric shooting the deer, and I we didn't even see anything anyway <laughs> that morning. 
But the only reason I pulled my bow up was because he couldn't shoot to his offhand side. And that's because I was sitting there. <laughs> he couldn't shoot through. Yeah, and there's like a tree branch there yeah. too, or like another whole tree, I should say. Whereas like, you know, in a tree stand, like shooting, and I'm not like, like there are certain times when a tree stand is better than a saddle. I flat out, I know that to be true. And it just depends on the setup. So the thing about the saddle hunting or shooting in a saddle though, is like you get more range of motion off to your left, which is where mo- right-handers want to shoot off to their yep, left, yep. right? But you can actually like in a tree You can stand, drop down and pivot the other, yeah. In a tree stand, try shooting a deer that's on your right that's picked you mm-hmm. and knows you're there. Like, you got to cover across, you got to track across your whole body. do that. Yeah. With a saddle, because that bridge slides in and out of that carabiner where it's attached, you can actually rotate your hips and get your arm over that the rope. Bri- yep. You never had, I was in the way, so you couldn't have tried that. Right. But you can actually do that and sh- still shoot. So I had multiple opportunities last year because that was one of my biggest fears was like, if I set up, I have to set up where the deer is to my left. So what happens if it comes to my right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm stuck in this saddle and I can't, like, I can't rotate this giant thing around, you know, and I don't want to rotate all the way around the, the tree. Whole tree. Yeah, yeah. So I've practiced that a few times and you can, after practicing a little bit, you can get that offside shot pretty easily. Okay. If you just, yeah. Makes sense. We got to Don't pull like 80 pounds. We got, <laughs> we got one call. It's screening. If you're a prankster, I'm going to drop you in a second. If you're not, we're going to bring you on. I've been getting prank calls. That's a thing now. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Contextual prank callers. They'll feed into it for a little bit before they drop the hammer. <laughs> Dude, that sounds fun. It's interesting. Is this your cell phone number, though? Uh, yeah, if it's someone that I mean, that's can no we good. sign them up for some fun website? Oh, I can call <laughs> them back. I got all these numbers recorded. So if you're yeah. a prankster, you're in for a treat because I'll be having some fun with that. Uh, it says his name there is James out of Vancouver, Canada. Okay. Take I, a chance, James. We're gonna take a chance on you. You're live on the Where to Hunt podcast. What's up? <laughs> See what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. So then we're gonna ban this. That was awful. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's in, that in in college, <laughs> the prank that all my friends played, like once one kid did it, everyone started doing it was putting, taking photos of their like mopeds or cars or something and putting them on Craigslist. Oh my gosh. I remember it. that. Oh yeah. And they put them really cheap. And then like, all the my buddies, not selling my thing? yeah, they'd call them and be like, Hey, I'm selling, you know, I, I'd like to buy your moped for 200 bucks. It's like, <laughs> who are you? Well, I'm calling about the Craigslist fans. I don't know, <laughs> you know, and then it takes a while to figure it out. That's yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. Oh it was, man, it's gnarly. <laughs> Certainly not talking about cam. What like? I don't know where they come from. I think they come from YouTube. I, I don't know. Uh, who knows? Uh, Weird thing to call into a deer hunting show as a prank, but so okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, they're getting real popularity. <laughs> um. So, Venato, uh, can you hunt more trees with this style? I think we kind of covered that a little bit. I think the answer is yes. The answer is yeah. It's for sure yes. Um, I mean, still with trees with a lot of branches, that's still going to be something you have to deal with. Yeah, it's um, the leaner. Yeah. Trees that lean, you can't, like, if you got a real hard lean and you want to use a tree stand, there's tree stands out there. I think Twisted Tree is one of them. Twisted Timber, maybe okay. that's what they're called. They have, like, a platform that is a base that attaches to a tree and then actually like angles up and stuff like that. So you can actually sit okay. upright. Um, but those things are like three to $400. Jeez, so so yeah, you, carry but it out if there you and... do a saddle, you can actually just attach to the rope and then just 
the hard part's getting up the tree. It's not okay. setting up once you're in it. The hard part's getting up the tree because then if you're if you're hunting on, let's just say, uh, a standard tree is 90 degrees straight up. If you're hunting on something that's like an 80 degree or even like a 75 degree angle, you would have to like get up on one side of it, okay. you know, so that you're up above it. And I've done this. That's, I did it the other weekend. That's why I was thinking about it. And then you got to set your like last stick or whatever on the underside of it is where I, well, you can do it both ways depending on if you're using a platform or not. Um, but essentially you can set it on the underside or the top side of it. And, uh, and you're just going to be leaning with the tree pretty heavily. Sure. But if you, how, how's the comfortability of doing something like that? It, it was, it was not that it was, I would feel like kind of scary to get into. Yeah. It's a lot Cause like when you lean, when you start leaning back, like you're still there's, going. there's plenty of slack going yeah. on there. But it allowed me to get in the tree and into an area that I otherwise wouldn't. Going forward, probably just do a ground blind yeah. <laughs> or yeah. like a makeshift ground, the ground or something. Like sure, yeah. sure. Um, but other than that, you know, tree stands are like hang on stands are pretty mobile. The only thing is like one of the things that I would run into with a tree stand is like if you're sitting in an oak and mm-hmm. you got some, you got a bunch of knots sure. that are popping out everywhere. Yeah. And you can't get that three foot section of your tree stand to set against the tree or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you're dicking around with it like that. Like that could be an issue. Whereas a saddle, you know, you don't need to have the platform against the tree. Makes sense. You know so less, I mean? less jackass and around. Yeah. So I don't know. Some of these questions are, I wouldn't say they're repetitive, but how comfortable are they for bigger guys? We addressed that only a little bit there. I, I'm, I'm not, I thought I'm 200 ish. Pounds, yeah. so I don't know. Like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I'm a considered a big guy. I don't know if that refers to like your I'm gut. Pretty much the same as you. Um, I seen a kid the other day who was probably close to 300 in one. I mean, how comfortable is a tree stand for a bigger guy? It's, I mean, equally I, not great, maybe. I, I'm sure they. Well, I mean, you just gotta buy a bigger tree stand. Yeah, some stronger wheels. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I I don't know. I you you buy the saddle for your size. So they come in waist size. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah. So you actually like, like mine's a 32 to 36 waist. Got it. But they also have like a 37 to 40 and then they have like a 41. So we're not getting that hip thing going on. No. Yeah. It's built for whatever size you are. Yeah. It's built for your size with a range in there. But there's like some guy, he's a bigger dude out of like Georgia or Alabama or something like that. He's got, it's like Southern outdoors on YouTube or something like that. And he was, I was watching a bunch of his stuff on saddles, and it was okay. pretty informative. And he just—I mean, he was probably close that, to three hundred. Uh, Southern ground, maybe different. Okay, no, yeah, okay. fifty to three hundred. So uh, I'm not making fun of him if he's. A, well, piggyback. So I'm gonna go back and forth. So I have questions kind of uh, from Instagram from earlier, and I have questions coming in from the comments. And by the way, folks, like you can call the number at the bottom of the screen. You can just chat with us and ask the question directly too. Just if I get another freaking prank stop prank caller, it's gonna be really frustrating for all of us. Uh, but the question was, do you guys use a platform? So when we went, we just used um, climbing sticks, but it was the muddy brand. So it wasn't like an alternation. It was like a, you know, a full team. The Lone Wolf has alternating sticks. Yeah, which is what I have. So that wouldn't have worked. I would have had my one foot wonder the whole time. Yeah. That probably wouldn't so, have been very comfortable. <laughs> so I ran Lone Wolf last year. <laughs> and uh, so A, the question, the answer is no. And there's no other reason at all besides I don't want to spend the 180 or the 250 dollars for one that's that's what that's the only reason i have friends who do 
and they they're not, they're not large, they were, so they're pretty easy to pack out. Yeah, it's just it's another piece of gear. It's another thing that you got to strap to your back, and it's another couple hundred dollars. But the the I can't talk to the comfort, the additional comfort that you would receive from one. But with like alternating, it sets, probably would be. I think it'd be more comfortable. Yeah, because you just got more foot space. I've been trying to devise a, an attachment <laughs> that I can just set on there, top. There of is them. one. I've seen one. Yeah, I don't know the company, but I've only seen it. So I, like it. It's not something I it's think it's a wild find. edge. Yeah, wild edge. And wild someone edge else commented perch. on here, by yeah. the way, the wild edge perch. Yeah. Wild edge. And perch. I've tried that. Um, and I don't. The wild edge steps and the perch in general have a learning curve to them. Okay. So you gotta like, you gotta mess with them and play with them a lot. I've hung. I've probably set up about seventy of those steps, mm-hmm. and I can't get them. That's my experience with them, and I can't get them all to like. Click in or whatever. Yeah, cam over properly. So, like, there's been times where I've been up in a tree and on my way out, like, one of them, like, slips and falls off. And then I got to, like, step instead of two feet down, I got to try to finagle my way four feet down because this thing's, like, dangling there. So, I just kind of, because of that learning curve, it's not that I don't want to use them. It's that for the same kind of cost, for the same, yeah, pack weight and everything like Mm -hmm. that, I can just use the muddy sticks or lone wolf stick and I can, and it's faster to get up a tree that way sure. too. Cause you're just setting up what you would normally set up. Right. The an extra piece. Oh, the lone wolf stick. Mm-hmm. So for the lone wolf sticks, what I did, so I had four of them. Mm-hmm. So I'd actually you set up two? three on the left side of the okay. tree and then one on the right side of the tree at the very top. Got it. So then my feet would just actually sit right on top of that. Okay. And that's what worked. But that's why I bought those muddies this year is cause they're two, two steps per quick sidebar. Yeah. So I told you about, and I forgot in my truck, but the, I have like the little L that's a rope that goes around the tree. Yes. That used to be when I was a kid, how I'd get up in a tree one by one by one. <laughs> and I had, I told you the, the like World War II um, Mickey Mouse boots, mm-hmm. only the white versions, <laughs> yeah, so I think yeah, they were yeah. called, they weren't Mickey Mouse or the black ones. The white ones are like called something else. Mm-hmm. Same concept. And those things would get stuck in these little step ladders, this little L shape. It was a nightmare. Oh, and so then you're picking them up the road. Dude, it was terrible. Plus, they weighed like 20 pounds. <laughs> I mean, the whole experience was like a damn death trap. Were they at least warm? Yeah, they were. <laughs> they were. But when I got my first set of climbing sticks, which were the lone wolf, it was a gift for my dad for Christmas. I, it was like the biggest game-changing life event as far as hunting was concerned. I was like, you mean I can just zip one stick around? I get three steps. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And so it's it's interesting wow. to see how we keep evolving as hunters. For sure. I don't know who else can relate to that. You know, yeah. you, maybe maybe the folks that used to have to screw each one in by hand every time. Like, do you know how long it yeah. took me to screw in the thing to hang the bow? Oh yeah, that thing. What a nightmare for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm and I'm Polish, oh, so yeah. it was uh, it was pretty brutal. Yeah. Okay, this is like my third ish glass of scotch. These are really these are really like not uh, heavy pours, so. No, it's whatever. The other thing, just I'm thinking of my head of, of a oh, critic. Just real quick, sorry. So uh, Jerry Norwood commented, the Predator platform changes the game. Uh, he was using Wild Edge steps on a platform. The platform is light, makes it makes it 100% more comfortable. Shameless plug. Whatever, Jared. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I, didn't, I haven't heard of them before. Maybe you can tag Ooh. me in here. Uh, predator platform. Oh, it's tethered. It is. Tethered predator platform. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So there's the predator platform. I think that's 180 bucks. There's also the out on a limb. So there's a dude. Out on the manufacturing. Yeah. Yep. So that's the connected to Garrett with the modern with the reach, the reach, which you were using. Yeah. So the the wild edge guys, 
the Out on a Limb and the Modern Assassin. Mm-hmm. Like they're all three people, but mm-hmm. they all kind of work together. Yep, symbiotically, because yeah. there's one manufacturing company. Right. And the others are kind of using them for their ideas. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So Out on a Limb manufactures like the Reach camera arm for the Modern Assassin, mm-hmm. and he manufactures all his own platforms. Got it. So that dude is, does a ton of custom work and things like that. So yep. you can get some cool stuff out of that guy. Yeah, and we got any ideas. But he also has his platforms bigger as well than the Predator. So you can actually like you get more foot space. So there's a little bit more comfort there. I think it's only 130 bucks. Interesting. But I wonder what the weight is. No, it's got to be more. I think that was like a show special. It's lighter than you think because it's all aluminum. They're both all. That aluminum. should be their tagline if they don't have one. <laughs> lighter than you think. Lighter, yeah. But yeah, so you tell girls like it's, it's bigger than you think. <laughs> yeah, but I I I believe Jared. I bet you it's mm-hmm. super nice to have a platform. Uh, I just don't want to spend the money. But one of the other things I'm thinking of critics, the critics be like, you know, Anthony, you say you're so cheap yet you're running like Muddy Pro Six and Lone Wolf and stuff. Yeah, like but that. you get off Craigslist, right? I, exactly. Because someone played a prank on the guy and he's like, "Fine, I'll give them to you." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I want to shamelessly say that I buy all my stuff on Craigslist except for the saddle itself because that's. Yeah, I don't yeah, buy that. Yeah. But yeah, pretty much everything I find on Craigslist, and I I, I travel. <laughs> oh, cool! So I got to this new screen. No, I could do that. Um, oh, nice. So after, so uh, this is from Kyle, who's in uh, Hayward, Wisconsin, somewhere up north Wisconsin, um, something with an H too. Why can't I think of the name? Doesn't matter. After learning the process, after the learning process, how do you, you? How long does it usually take you to set up? You're pretty quick. Mm, yeah, we. And you set up that two. Too. Yeah. So the thing is that the the thing that's going to take you the longest by far is your climbing method. So if you're using the climbing sticks, you know, how long does it take you to set up climbing sticks? Like, I mean, it probably took me 10 minutes to set up all four. Yeah. Um, and then and then you didn't have a platform. So that was it. Yeah. Short of getting a rope around a tree. Wrap, around, wrap a rope around a tree. Yeah. So, Which is tricky when you... But it's not, it's not trickier than you, you have to do the same thing fast. with a tree stand. Yeah, because you got to wrap your safety harness yep. around the tree. Yep. It's the, exact same, it's the exact same rope as you would use for your safety harness. Okay. So, I mean, you, it's essentially setting up a tree stand, but don't set up the actual stand. So, however long it takes you to set up your four climbing sticks and then wrap a rope around a tree. For me, that's generally sub-15 minutes. And one of the tips I highly suggest for everybody out there is... Find a tree that you can wrap your arms around. Yeah, that's a good because so otherwise you're kind of like doing yeah. the whole like. Because that one, the tree we were in, the reason I picked it was because it was big enough to kind of like hide both of us. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was kind of annoying because. I saw you mess around for a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's just big. <laughs> but if you can, if you're in an area where you can pick a tree, like you have five trees to pick from and you can wrap your arms around one, that's going to help you out a ton. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. And then, oh, also another little tip there is yep. when you're setting up your tether, which is that the same rope that you would for your safety harness okay. that wraps around the tree, pre-measure that at the base of the tree. Oh, that's a so good piece like of advice. So when you're down there, yeah, pre-measure it. So then when you get up, it's already the right, the I, right length. So I used the tethered brand one. And when you would ask, hey, did you figure this out? It took me like a half a second, right? Like I had to like putts around for a minute to get the saddle thing on the diaper, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Maybe we should call it the diaper hashtag diaper hunting. <laughs> and by the way, maybe you Dude, want to get it depends and then you'll never have to get out of the fucking tree. Right. You just, Dude, you just like, we're good to go. Right there. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. so warm. <laughs> someone you're not a real deer hunting learner unless yeah, you got to depend someone on. said it just looked like you're going to have to poop the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so 
it was pretty yeah. easy to put that on at the base of the tree. And yeah. then when I got up there, just hooked the, the carabiner on. But, um, you know, I had it, I had it too tight thinking like, <laughs> you know, I want to be sure. And, 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 you know, the, the Franken beans were, they were pretty yeah, squished. I came, I was hanging up those muddy sticks and I came down and Eric already had it on. And I was like, ah, all right, he's already got it on. Cool. Yeah. And we get up in the tree and you're like, man, this is really pulling out my groin. I was like, oh yeah, you shouldn't you can loosen that. that. <laughs> and so then I did. And I, I was, then I started to kind of just, you know, loosen a little bit, loosen a little bit. Yeah. And the more I loosen it, I still was safe. Oh yeah. Um, but then I got quite a bit more comfortable. So again, this for is sure. like a really touch and feel kind of thing here. You have to really see how it's going to work for you specifically. Um, it, it, I don't know. Once I got that loose enough, I felt a lot yeah. better. For sure. That, the tether, the rope that you wrap around the tree, that height matters a ton with your comfortability as well. Okay. So I personally like And that's like where it. you had the adjustability in your bridge. I had too. it in the bridge, but in the tether, just where you put it on the tree. So I put yours at the same that I put mine. I okay. put it like forehead level. Sure. Because you can wrap that rope like as high up as your arm oh, okay. can reach, or you can put it at your chest. You know, it just depends on where you want it. And uh, And for me, it's like forehead and that's what i put for you mm -hmm. and you wouldn't know any better because you only sat once but yep. as you started using that you would figure out like actually i like it at my chin or actually i like it a foot above my head or whatever okay that's, that'll change your comfortability that's good well. to know there's yeah. these are so like one of the other questions that came through not my credit cards um i should have my phone here so that's good um advice for a first timer you know I was a, I was a first timer and like I said my big fear was that I had um too much going on. Okay, so we have, so we I, have a, yeah, Jared, I'm going to bring you in. Um I know you're not a prankster and if you were, you know, I'd come punch you in the face. What's up, buddy? You're live on the show. Hey man, sorry I was being that weird person that just kept like die like texting stuff in. I was like, "You know what? I should just call him." <laughs> good good on you good job anything. like let's just have a conversation right yeah, join the conversation sure. i think i put it in the comments it's much more fun to actually you did say it a few times <laughs> so you know i think this is great i mean especially now that you know uh now as southern guys we hadn't really got into the whole saddle hunting you know i was packing in the other day uh and i, I have a hiking backpack and i get my wild edge steps in the bottom you know, all my stuff in it, but, you know, I'll try to keep it at about 15 pounds because if you're, if you're, you know, rucking in for a little ways, every, every ounce really does count. And but when you're uh, this guy, it out like you did, by the way, this guy freaking chopped up his deer and, and hiked it out. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, man. Hey, you got to do what you got to do in the mountain. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, and I hunted the Buffalo National Forest up here. We've got a 3 million acres of public land in arkansas which is pretty much all of arkansas um but uh you know going up there you know you're 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 honestly you're going up and down these hills blast everything and you know if you do shoot something back there dragging it out i mean that's just out of the question so you you do have to you know do the western style cut and quarter and i take game bags and um all that jazz but you know with the saddle it's really increased that game because before i'd have to you know do i had a, a summit specialist SD climbing stand, which I thought was a very light climbing stand, came at like 19 pounds, but then, you know, you got a backpack, that, and all the other, because, you know, we love gear, and what, what deer hunter doesn't have 10, 10 pieces of gear that they may use for one specific hunt, but they have to bring it on every hunt, um, but, you know, once you do all that, I mean, it really, I mean, that's the, that's the thing I think that you know, saddle hunting 
has really done for me is it really changed up my game. I can hunt a lot of different trees and I can go a little bit further. And I mean, just the mobility of it is, is to me the biggest seller. And I was like, Hey, even if this thing pinches my hips or if I look funny up here, um, I'm going to try it. And, uh, and, you know, and, and of course I, I, I drank that Eberhardt Kool-Aid, you know, I don't, I think the guy, every, every time you hear him, he, he plugs saddles, you know? Yeah. But, um, Actually, got an email to, yeah. email out to him. He's gonna be one of the next guests, I think. Yeah, you've okay. heard. I'm that. definitely calling in on that. That dude's the goat. Like seriously, he's like a Tom Brady <laughs> of deer hunting. It's freaking great. Yeah, he's got a ton ton of Pope and Young bucks. Um, but I I would totally agree with you. The reason I swapped to a saddle or even considered a saddle in the first place was the place we went was just under two miles. From our like, yeah. if you track forty five ish minutes, yeah, right? it's about forty five minutes. It was just under two mile walk, and it wasn't a difficult walk no. by any means. But I actually, I I know Eric's kind of a softy, so I don't <laughs> want to take him to any of the harder stuff. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I was going two miles back with a lone wolf and climbing sticks, and that was only you know minus my other gear. That itself was you know twenty, I think it was roughly twenty five to twenty six pounds. Yeah, and I yeah. dumped that down to just the stick weight, which is twelve, and the saddle weighs a pound. It's negligible. You had two sa- so you had two yeah. saddles in like this little mesh backpack. Yeah, and, and like and the, that is one thing I would like to point out: the tethered saddle is is much lighter than the Arrow Hunter saddle. But yeah, and that's like, the one that I use. You use, you use the tethered? tethered? Yeah, I have the Mantis, and and I'll yeah. tell you on that on that 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 hip. You know, I meant to say and, something about that that hip pinch. I had a little bit of that too. I've got a, I've got white boy hips, you know, they're a little slim, you know, I don't have, I'm not, I'm not backing a lot in the back end and, uh, I got a, got a, got a medium and, uh, it's got a lot of room to play back there. And I had a buddy that he, uh, he drank too late a little for, before I did. And he actually, instead of, you know how you, and it's hard to kind of explain on the phone, but, um, I have the, the right harnesses. Here. You know how it hooks into the belt? Like you can hook the the leg harness into the belt. Instead of hooking it there, hook it yeah. to the side on that little thing that hangs down, so it goes over your leg and not like up in your boys. And sure. uh, that right there, it kept the saddle from riding down on me and kind of giving me that that you know that wedgie. Okay. And I found myself adjusting it a lot less and less hip pinch. But I'm I'm with you. Not being able to adjust that bridge is a, you know, I'd say that's that's kind of, and, and, and you'll so probably is, see that yeah, as a bridge. bridge right? Yeah, just so people know. Yeah, anybody watching, I'm just going to explain that quick, Jared. This is the bridge, this piece right here. The rope so, that connects one end from the other yeah, that goes on from you. on each of your hips, yeah. and this bridge comes across. But, yeah, no, I mean, seriously, the, the Arrow Hunter saddle, for the, as far as the bridge goes, it's literally alignment itself. So I yeah. don't. I mean, I'm not a fan of modifying a saddle or anything like that, but if one were to cut off this bridge and replace it with a lineman's belt, an adjustable lineman's belt, I don't think you would have any sort of issue, and then you'd also you have an adjustable belt, an adjustable bridge. And, you know? uh, and, and, and the rope mans, I've got two rope man ones. I use one on my... Uh, on my uh, um, not my my uh climbing rope um the uh what's what's the name i'm looking for not your tether lineman rope that's it yeah uh, i use you know that and then i use i, I actually you know i i went to one on my uh my tree tether as well 
um, because sliding that persic knot up and down got to be kind of cumbersome, you know, especially yeah. in like, and because I, I was using wild edge steps and wild edge steps are, are, are great on oak trees. We have a lot of pine trees down here. And like you said, or mentioned earlier, they'll slide three foot down that tree and, you know, make your, your, your butthole tighten up, you know, when you're 20 <laughs> foot up a tree. So for sure. Yeah, no, and that's, yeah, and that's, I mean, they're great, like, I forget the guy's name who makes the wild edge steps, but it, but he hunts an area where the trees work out great, and if the trees are great, like you said, if you got oaks and stuff like that that have good, solid bark, like, it'll work out well, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that, man, and just back to the weight thing, I mean, when you're walking that far, uh, it just, it matters. Like that 10 pounds that you well, shed from a tree stand, it just, it matters a lot. Yeah. And, and and another thing that we all take into consideration is scent control. If you're walking two miles in, in the state of Arkansas with humidity <laughs> at 110%, I mean, you're going you gonna to get sweaty, son. Oh, and, man, uh, I hate it. In Wisconsin, yeah, exactly. I'm in Wisconsin, and I'm only in 70 degrees, and I, like, sweat through my clothes. Yeah, you sprayed yourself <laughs> with that, that, that what did you say that was called? The, the... Oh, I use nose jammer. Nose jammer. I was supposed to call it nut buster, but <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I use nose jammer. Smell like I vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you were, you, were nope. saying, you were saying like scent control about the, with that stuff? Yeah. So, you know, the, the lighter the pack, the less you're going to sweat hiking up and down those mountains. Yeah. Um, uh, hiking, hiking, even in, you know, even in the lowlands that I hunt, you know, because I'm a flatlander. Um, I, I've got a W. But you're not from Illinois. That's important to call out, Jared, because that's a problem. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't know the like plan. Like those working class um, bull hunter guys. Gotcha. So I, I hunt a lot of river bottoms where there's no elevation. You know, it's just, it's all flat. It's all hardwood flats and pine thickets. And, uh, you know, I grew up in South Arkansas and, and I still have my big leaf there, but I've tried to expand my horizons and hunt a lot of WMAs around the state. And again, in, being in central Arkansas, I'm about an hour and a half from anywhere in the state. So I can get, you know, pretty much to any of these WMAs within an hour and a half, two hours. Um, and um, and some of the topography is different. You know, if you cut Arkansas into fours, I mean, you really have four different diverse habitats for deer, and, and they move differently. I mean, the rut's even different in all four parts of the state. So, you know, that, that being lighter, being able to climb any tree, it just it opens up so many. And, and I, have, I have different sticks. Like, I'll use the wild edge steps if I don't have – I don't have any time constraints. I'm getting in there early. I can pick the right tree. I can take my time because I use, that's another thing about saddle hunting, and I know I'm going all over the place, but I've got so many ropes now. It just seems like, it looks like I'm a puppet going up this tree. What, yeah. what do you need that rope for? I don't know what you need all this rope for. I don't know. That's them in every movie. It's a big rope. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, I, I honestly feel like I'm trying to climb every time I'm on the side of this tree. Um, because you know the wild edge steps have all those ropes, and then I've got alignments there. I've got, I've got my uh, my tree tether. I've got you know, um, I mean it's just a, just a ton of. I mean, you've got a rope to your backpack. You've got a rope to your bow. By the time I'm up the tree, I'm so tangled up in ropes. I, I mean it, it's almost a you know it's a calamity really, and it just takes a long time. But I also run like you all the uh, the XOP or or Lone Wolf, whichever. I, I don't even remember which brand that I bought off Craigslist. You dang right, I did. Um, uh, and the, they have the rope mods, you know, and and that's fast. Yeah. But again, and, yeah. they're 32 inches long. So if you're trying to put those on a backpack with a platform with everything else, 
I mean, that that's really – I think you're packed when you're dealing with saddle hunters, and you look on you know, saddlehunter.com you know, and all that stuff. I mean, packs are as big of an issue as milkweed is. Um, you know, they just – the picking the right pack to get all that gear in is a, is a real big deal. It is, and it's different, like – I mean, it's different for every single saddle hunter because every single saddle hunter is going to have a different type of setup. But dude, having having not having a tree stand on your back, like even with some yeah. of the stuff, we we didn't get anything too thick, but there was like one spot where we had to duck under some bullshit, and yeah. and then we had to climb up a hill to avoid a train. <laughs> and so like not having a giant square on your back Help. was really oh, yeah. helpful, man, to yeah. crawl under this stuff because I can't tell me times I'm in the woods ducking under crap and I'm. Then I can't move because I'm stuck from a freaking branch and it's clink, 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 ding, ding, ding. Like it's just, mm -hmm. I don't know. And I know you're you're less, you're more like a ninja. And, and that's, and, and I practice a lot of, you know, like I've killed one of the big, the biggest bow deer I ever killed. I killed last year and I killed him on the WMA here. And I was literally walking with my climber on my back down, like on the side of a mountain going to my boat to uh, eat lunch and then was going to come back and set up on another place. And the deer that I was literally in there after came across the saddle right in front of me, you know, upwind of me, just, you know, everything kind of aligned. And if you've ever tried to shoot a bow with a summit stand on your back, it's nice. (laughs) I haven't tried that. Although maybe I I should practice that way. I mean, you got to practice how it's going to go down, Jared. Yeah, well, so maybe, that was you know, not in shame my, on you for not, for not being a fucking right. badass. Like, what the heck, man? Yeah, better, yeah not being. Hey, I killed the deer. It's on my wall, bruh. So, um, you, know, <laughs> you, you slow down on the shame in there. But yeah, I mean, I hit him. Uh, I, I actually, I shot high and, and kind of it, it worked out to my to my advantage. But um, yeah, I, I I was you know I called my wife after and I was like. I got the deer, and she was like, oh, how far was it? You know, what, what tree were you in? I was like, I was just walking. She was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, like, I was like, no, I was just literally walking to my boat to eat. But, you know, it is, you know, the comfort, the, I, I think, I think while, you know, you see, you know, now Wild Edge has the Yarick um, uh, trophy line, I think, came out with their saddle. I think I'm saying that right. I'm, I'm not endorsing the any of them, so they can't get mad at me. The Yarick uh, arrow hunter just – to make that clear, I don't know if you knew that or not. Is it is it the same thing? I, I didn't. I know Wild Edge. It's not. Released. It's not the exact. It's made by Arrow Hunter. Okay. Okay. So it's like XLP yeah. Long Wolf kind of deal. Like they're yeah. Same thing. Same almost. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Jer- mean, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, hey, we got one more call behind you. We're getting close to time, but I'm gonna. Drop yeah. 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 Hey, good talking to you guys. Good. Thanks for that was uh, good. talking saddle stuff. And uh, hey, sure. Eric, I'm gonna send you a picture of that deer I saw on Monday. I'm gonna send it to you right now on your phone, just so you can say how how horrible it was for me to watch that deer walk off at 50 yards. So, yeah, you poor bastard. <laughs> All right, brother. Y'all have All a right, good we'll one. Right. Thanks for the call, Jared. Appreciate it. Bye. See ya. All right. Uh, hey, Doctor Schultz out of Watertown, Wisconsin. You're live on the podcast. What's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, hey. good. What what? Uh, you got some saddle questions or answers or experiences? No, no experience. Uh, I was just curious, you know, obviously weight's a huge uh, point here, but uh, any other benefits to uh, hunting out of saddle? I mean, we've been rattling off quite a bit, so I've only done it once. I've so. it all the way, too, so. What's that? No, that's okay, man. 
No, I said I tuned in a little late, so I maybe I missed something, but no, no, no big deal at all. So like, it, it was my first time ever hunting out of one, and and the the quick hit response to benefits, uh, tree selection uh, increases, mobility increases, uh, you get less weight on your back, you're not walking around this clunky thing, mm-hmm. um, so you're less sweaty. So that goes to scent control, uh, more mobility in the actual uh, saddle than a tree stand as far as shot placement and what you can do with shooting. I don't know. Yeah. Did I miss anything there? I might have. No, that that covers it. Are you hunting Are you hunting public or private land? Public. Public? You hunting Mud Lake? You know, yeah, you know right around. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I, I read I, I where he was from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, uh, yeah. Generally, you know, walking through those, walking through those marshes, those swamps, and kind of those thicket areas when you're trying to get away from people, uh, just being having that mobility where you're not getting caught in branches uh, is one of my biggest reasons. And then weight, of course. Um, right. And like Eric said, the other big one that I would point out is the the amount of shots you can take out of a tree. So that to me is, is kind of one of the big, the reason I switched it all was just the weight, just pure weight. That was it. But, uh, but the, the, the amount of shots that you can take off your offhand side and the amount of trees you can get into really increases with, with a saddle. I, I mean, the tree factor, you know, with a, with a mobile or a hang on tree stand, you're probably looking at like nine out of 10 trees you can get into with a saddle, you're looking at like 9.2. But to me, like that 0.2 might be the difference of being able to get in a tree or not. So that's kind of my take on it. Um, but other than that, you know, it's it's not really, there isn't really a huge issue. If you already got a nice lone wolf set up and you don't want to swap it, and because they are expensive, that's the other big thing. Saddles are, you know, minimum starting price on them is 200 bucks. And then you're going to need the right. ropes get the ropes yourself but uh but yeah, if you're buying the it. ropes they, yeah yeah i would they, get a kit like i wouldn't trust myself with a rope <laughs> yeah i you know and those are they charge 55 to 65 dollars a piece for a rope so you, and you need to at least two of them um if not more you know some people like jared calling in he wanted three so then you're looking at 300 uh 300 to 400 dollars in a setup you know so it is expensive for sure uh if you're if if you don't have an issue with the weight of your stand or anything and you're and you're pretty good with your stand setups where you know where deer are generally going to come from off to your left uh i you know i have nothing to say that would convince you to swap to a saddle i think they can be i think they can yeah i think they can be a little bit more comfortable depending on what type of what type of do you run a hang on setup right now yeah i run an xop Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a great, like, that's a great comfortable stand. I, you know, no, I don't, I don't have a pretty cheap in our big dog stand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't have anything that, that if you're comfortable with that and you're, you're happy with it and you're, you're good walking in and out with it. No, I mean, there's really a huge, huge reason for you to switch. That's that's a good question. Do you have a problem, you know, shooting out of it, your saddle, when you first started, uh, like form or anything like that? I mean, would it take some getting used to, or? I mean, it'll take. It'd be like 
is kind of like want to Eric, practice a little bit maybe yeah, but when like, eric first got in it like it was it's i was trying to draw a little bit just to and like eric only thought that he could shoot like you know 45 degrees to his left and i was like no rotate your hips and he was like what and he started rotating his hips and he was able to shoot all the way you know directly behind his back so it's like i entered a new dimension <laughs> i was like oh whoa, this is, this is like, something man because yeah. it felt so natural it wasn't it wasn't uh uncomfortable or out of place yeah. it wasn't forced it was literally like my it was like a natural position for your body to sit right. in yeah you know like when you when you stand up in a hang on and you know you hear the deer coming in so you grab your bow you stand up you get ready and you kind of like shuffle your yep. feet around and whatnot and you get in position yep. like that scenario is much easier to do in a saddle so you uh, know uh because you're you're just literally swinging with your hips rather than shuffling your feet around and you know like me personally when i used to run my lone wolf setup I would have stuff on my platform as well. Like I would have stuff tucked under my feet mm-hmm. kind of, you know, and every now and then you like kick a buckle or whatever. And it just, dude, the, I played Planko in the woods. It should drop down and <laughs> every freaking climb is second way down. Tink, 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 tink. I'm like, no. Yeah. No. No. So like I would say this, this, that saddle will get you a lot better. And then people, and I don't, I'm not a good enough quote unquote archer to know this, but people will say your form is much better. You get a better T form out of a saddle because okay. your body you're kind of like standing up the whole time in it or when you see a deer coming in you can like easily raise up without a lot of movement and uh and you people always say you want like the t form when you draw your bow like a perfect almost like 90 degree angle and you you never want to like bend at the, the bend at the arms you won't yep. i think you want to bend at the hips you don't want to just bend your arm right so in a saddle it's much easier you're already kind of that. standing yeah what i will say and I know we've been doing all the talking here. No, okay. <laughs> is that uh, be prepared to make sure you can hang things in different places. Like you did a good job of taking my quiver. <laughs> like you know, I have my fanny pack on. There's a there, yeah. just make sure you have enough hooks to deal with all of your stuff. You, because in a tree stand, yep, it's a little bit different. Like you mentioned, a tree stand, you put yourself under your seat. Yeah. In the saddle, you don't yeah. have that. <laughs> you you want to prepare right. for that a little bit. Yeah, some people will just leave their fanny pack on the whole time or whatever. And I'm I'm a big fan of fanny packs. Like when I pack stuff in, I just rather have that. It's smaller and I can just literally wrap it around a tree and connect it. So I do like I didn't do that with you because that tree was so big. Yeah. But you saw I did it with a small tree behind us. I just wrapped the fanny pack and clipped it on. But anyway, back to your original question was is there an issue shooting out of it? I mean, after ten arrows, you're gonna you're gonna be just fine. It's going to be just as easy as shooting out of a regular tree stand. All right. Yeah. Are you going to get one? Do you have right. one? I'm not sponsored by anybody with that, so I'm just <laughs> curious. <laughs> you want to try one? Are you going to a saddle now? I feel like I want to pretty bad. You know, I, I just um, – a tree stand feels like a pain in the ass to some degree. I, I don't know how else to say yeah. it without being mean to tree stands. Uh, you know, I, I, I hunt a lot on the ground. You know, I think safety is pretty important. I got two kids. Uh, the number one injury in the woods is falling out of a fucking tree stand. And if the right. tree stand is the safety harness, I feel, I felt a lot better, honestly, out of, out of, you know, to like take that risk of going from climbing stick to tree stand. And we all know it's not so easy to have your safety harness in the whole way up the tree. It's kind of a pain in the ass. And so, you know, a lot of us might appreciate it, but I don't think everyone's doing it. 
And, um, you know, and that for that reason, I was doing a lot of ground hunting, which is exciting after you watch Whitetail Adrenaline oh, for is. four years. <laughs> um, we all were good still hunters. And <laughs> you know, that's not the case. Yeah. So I think the saddle hunting is here to stay. I think it's intriguing. And after trying it, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Like there's a lot of pros. And, and the comfortability was the one drawback that would have prevented me and the complexity. It's not complex and it was more comfortable than I anticipated. So, you know, to quote Shark Tank here, for those reasons, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I would say I will add I do have certain scenarios where I'll still use a tree stand. So one of the things like using a tree stand. Private property, forever, right? If you just want property, to keep it up. Yep. Yeah, for sure. When you want to do a permanent tree stand um, and you just want to hang it and leave it. The So when I'm hunting, like I hunt that area that you do as well. I hunt Mud Lake and I hunt the Waterloo area and I hunt down in Jefferson as well, kind of Lake Mills. I hunt all over that whole area. And uh, there are certain hunting out of a tree stand for so many years, you get used to looking at a tree and going, I need the trail to be on my left side, you know, and that's how I want to set it up. So there are certain trees and when you're in a saddle that your off side is now the left side because you're facing the tree rather than facing away from the tree. So there are certain setups that I know if a deer comes through, it's going to come through on my left. And if that's the case, I'm just going to use a tree stand. And if it's not far, like if it's only like, I have a couple spots that are off, like, I mean, it's a crap walk. There's no parking lot and you're just dragging through a swamp, but it's only a quarter mile mm -hmm. or something. I'm going to take a tree stand in there because those trees that are set up in that area, all the trails are off to the left. So hunting out a tree stand in that scenario isn't an issue because you're on, you're going a short distance and all the deer are coming in on, on your strong side anyway. Well, I would say if you intend on sleeping in the woods because you have a three-week-old baby and you're really tired, that <laughs> <laughs> uh, was pretty safe. Yeah. Tree oh, stand. I, I, I don't want to deal with getting woken up when I, you know, have the safety harness engaged. Dude, there are. I have found <laughs> there are definitely. You know how you can nod off in a tree stand. Mm -hmm. and you like you have your safety harness. So you in just the military, they, they, they call that bobbing for cock. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> when you're in a saddle, there are a there are very comfortable ways to take a nap. <laughs> I can so. say that for sure. I, I started to think about that, but I was like, well, I'm with Anthony. I don't want him to judge me for sleeping. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah, no. no. Um, any other questions? Or any other thoughts, no, I'm man? good. Thank you. Okay. Nope. Yeah, if you ever want to, if you ever want to check it out, I, I mean, we live pretty close to each other. Uh, I see you're kind yep. of. Um, if you ever want to check it out, just find me on uh, Instagram. It's Deervein, and uh, I'll meet you in a parking lot somewhere, and you, we go try it out. All right. Sounds good. All right. Catch you later, man. Thanks for the call. Cool, man. I think that makes the show. Um, we're passed by nine minutes. It's not a bad thing at all. But, you know, thanks, everybody, for all the questions. Um, we'll be sure to jump back into some of the comments of these to address anything we might have missed. And it looks like you guys kind of helped answer each other's questions in the comments. So we appreciate that. Hope everybody has a great night, a good Wednesday. We're halfway through the week. Uh, we'll resume our normal uh, schedule of Tuesday. So next Tuesday we'll be live again from 7 to 8 p.m. and uh, 6 to 6.30 for the Rut Radio if you're interested in that. Sponsored by Heated Hunt. So everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great night, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Catch you later. Final, final words? Yeah. yeah. Appreciate, right. appreciate the invite.
All right, best part of the show right here, tip of the week. And for the, the newcomers to the show, if you're new, um, sorry to disappoint, but there's never really any good tips here. <laughs> it's just me rambling on about some sort of opinion or some really generic tip. Uh, this tip has been a tip before, but pay attention to roadkill. I think that's one of the honestly easiest indicators of rut activity driving to work. And I saw two, two new carcasses on the highway on the way in today that weren't there yesterday. That's telling me something, right? Um, not much of a tip of the week. I will say, you know, if you haven't, here's a shameless plug of the week. <laughs> I haven't promoted it in, in quite some time, and I've tried to shy away from doing that on the show. I don't want to take away the value, but um, I will say, if you haven't heard of the Where to Hunt app or tried it out, it's 100% free to use um, wheretohuntapp.com. It's on Android. It's on Apple. And it's just a way to avoid other folks in the woods. I think it's a tricky thing to consider. It's a bit of a slippery slope or whatever you want to call it because there's a mindset of, I don't want to share my spot. And I get that to a degree. Um, I can't tell many properties I pull up to on public land and there's already a couple of vehicles there. And if only some folks were using the where to hunt app, I could see where they were and stay away from them and avoid them. Like the plague, I have no interest in going anywhere near them. And I already know the properties pretty well that I'm hunting. And so I'm not really looking to poach their spots I just want to stay the hell away from them. So if they're in an area that I'm going to walk past to get to where I'm going, I can avoid them. Or I can use that to my advantage if I know where other hunters are um, and we have a collective understanding of where each other are. You know, we can, you know, not necessarily work together. There's no social component to the app, but certainly understand how the wind might play to your advantage, knowing where those other guys are, how they access things. So it's free to download. It's worth checking out. I recommend trying it with a buddy. Make sure you go into the settings feature and change the distance into which you're going to see other hunters. I think the auto setting on that is like five miles. So a lot of times people open up the app and they won't see anybody and they're like, well, this doesn't freaking work. So I recommend trying with a buddy. There is real time tracking on there. And if you are one of those guys or gals that really doesn't want to share their spot, I totally understand it. The app has a free I'm sorry, not free, a paid uh, incognito mode where you can go private and still use it amongst your own hunting party without the rest of the public users seeing where you're at. So really great for tracking deer. If you got a deer and you want a buddy to come help you, they can come find you on the app really easily without having to trek out of the woods to meet at some sort of central location. Uh, good for safety and awareness for those wives back home that want to have tabs on their husbands. Make sure you're not going, you know, to the strip club or something weird like that. But additionally, you know, even with like when I use it with my dad and my hunting buddies, it's good to know where everyone's at if they move around, things like that. Um, someone falls out of a tree stand or something, you know, where the hell they go find them. So that's my shameless plug of the week. Go download the Where to Hunt app. If you haven't already reviewed the show, give me a rating on iTunes or Facebook or anything like that. Uh, certainly means a ton to me. I call it my oxygen. Uh, a lot of why I do this show is to help people and provide value and create good content, bring on good guests. And really, I think this is your show. So, you know, please share, spread the word, spread the love. Um, I do this for the greater good of hunting and I want this to be your show. So, you know, always welcome calls. That's why I do the live broadcast to encourage people to call in and participate and make it your show. So I don't know a whole lot about hunting. This has been a learning process for me since I started this podcast five years ago. And I try to bring on people that know more than me or take calls from, you know, people just like me that are just trying to learn together. 
So that's that's what I got for everybody today. I appreciate you listening in, tuning in. We'll be back to our regular schedule next Tuesday, 6 p.m. to 6.30 for Rut Radio, and then 7 to 8 for the, the regular airing podcast. So uh, have a great day in Hunt Public.